0: Welcome to Women Transcend. I'm Jennifer Todd, and this is a podcast that explores issues that affect women and girls worldwide. Each episode, we dive into a topic of national or international significance and discuss the particular impact on women and girls and how they are able to overcome or transcend. are a friend of the pod or a new listener, we're glad you have found us. We bring Women Transcend to you free and without advertising. If you like a program, one thing you can do to support Women Transcend is leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. In the podcast world, this is like currency. This will help others find us as well. We also encourage you to be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that new episodes will automatically show up in your podcast player each week. And now to our topic. The status of women in this country has been on the minds of many since the alarming presidential campaign mounted by Donald Trump and his subsequent election. His disturbing comments about women are etched in the psyche of a lot of women. The unfortunate comments include calling Megan Kelly a bimbo, telling a breastfeeding mother that's disgusting, tweeting about Hillary Clinton saying, if she can't satisfy her husband, what makes her think she can satisfy America? His remark about female reporters stating it doesn't really matter what they write as long as you've got a young and beautiful piece of ass. There are many more extremely disturbing quotes, which I won't share. I think this sampling of Trump's thoughts on women illustrate just why women are disturbed. Hurting. The other thing that Trump's popularity and rise to the presidency has contributed to is potentially a violent atmosphere for women. There are many anecdotal stories and even some data to show that violence, rape, harassment have been increasing over the last year or so. Because of the lag time it takes to process and access big data sets, we won't know the true magnitude for at least another year or so. But one very interesting data point was recently released. The number of rapes in Manhattan have doubled compared with last year. This is only one small piece of information. But if you ask a woman, she can tell you. Women can feel there has been a cultural sea change in the status of women. From Trump's caustic policies like defunding Office of Violence Against Women and reproductive health care, to a near-complete lack of women in his administration. Women are feeling this deeply, but one thing that has escaped discussion is how our girls and young women have been impacted. Have they been immune to the atmosphere of toxic masculinity? I think there is an assumption that our young women have been spared the pain that has afflicted older women, With our battle scars from years of fighting for rights and equality. I think maybe we just hoped that our young women had young men counterparts who would be more sensitive to gender equality. But I think that's wishful thinking. My guest today is Danny Miller. She is an extraordinary young woman who talks with me about her experience navigating adolescence in the current atmosphere. She has some eye-opening observations on what teen women are seeing and feeling. At least for me, they were. Danny is an activist and a local slam poet in the D.C. metro area, and she was kind enough to share some of her poetry with me for this episode. Welcome to Women Transcend, Danny. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah, I am really glad to have you join us and you lend a really interesting and unique perspective to a lot of the issues that we cover in Women Transcend and I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So I'm 16 years old. I live in the suburbs
1: of DC and I write spoken word poetry with, with this rock, which is this poetry community in the DC area. And I would consider myself an activist. I care about a lot of issues.
0: And so, yeah. Great. Okay. So you are in high school? Yes, I'm in high school. Great. So one thing that we have been discussing on Women Transcend, and I have personally been feeling and people that I talk to have been feeling is that women are feeling the results of the presidential election very personally and profoundly. Would you say that women your age are also experiencing this? The election has been a lot for people my age, especially for
1: women with everything that's been going on. It's been a lot to unpack and to process because I would say that grief and trauma of being a woman and the, the struggle of womanhood has been passed down from generation to generation. Even after we've evolved as a society, it doesn't matter. You can see it through the way that boys are taught to act in the way that girls are taught to act. You can see it through how women are told to shrink themselves. Like There are little things that go on each day where... The trauma has been passed down and we see it. We can tell by the way that we interact with our parents and the way they interact with each other. And so this isn't new. And just because we're young doesn't mean we're not experiencing it. It's been hard to hear someone like him say, grab them by the pussy and say, when you're a star, they can let you do it. Because in high school, there's a lot of guys that say the same thing and that will say the same thing, especially if they hear someone like Donald Trump Someone who's the president of our country saying that. Of course they're going to say that to us. And it's already hard enough being a teenage girl in high school with these guys. It's like already hard enough, but there's that. And also going into college is really scary because of all the college campus rapes. And then you hear someone, the president of our country, who won't protect us. And it's scary. We've lived eight years with a president who's protected us, who's called himself a feminist, And then you get someone like donald trump and it's it's scary and this is also the future that we're inheriting and the future that we're going to raise our kids in and the future that everyone we love lives in is going to live in one day so it does affect us and i think it affects children and teenagers more than people would like to give credit for and we're angry and we're grieving more than people know like people think that we aren't paying attention but we are paying attention It's also sad because if you look at the results of the election, if only millennials voted, every single state would be blue. So it's like we did our part. It's not us. So I think that's also hard. We have to
0: inherit other people's choices. No, that's a That's an excellent point. Very powerfully put. And I think you're absolutely right. People just assume that, you know, if you're not a voting age, that you really don't care what's going on in politics and you're not paying attention and, you know, you're interested in uh, maybe more like mundane things. Exactly, yeah. Now, you talked about boys. Now, one thing that has come about not just because of the election of Donald Trump, but I think because of lots of societal, systemic, uh, structural things is this idea of toxic masculinity or, you know, these uber machismo kind of men. Um, Would you say that you are seeing that in young men your age? 100% and I don't know if it's gotten worse or if it's gotten better,
1: but there's no question. At high school, especially with high school boys, this is an age where we're all insecure and we're all trying to figure out who we are and fit in and not be like considered weird or freaky or whatever. I mean, I see it everywhere, like with my own brother. If guys are catcalling a girl or whatever, even if he doesn't agree with it, he'll like go along with it because it's what he's been taught. I see it in the way that guys talk to me because I feel like the way that teenage boys treat girls is it's like we're not referred to by our name half the time. We're referred to as like honey or like with a nickname that we never asked for. And at this age, Like, me and probably all my friends have been catcalled at least once. I see with the way that guys treat gay people at our school. Like, not okay. And actually, I have a poem about this that I wrote, if you want to hear
0: it. I would love to. Thank you very much.
1: Fun. You are enough. You are loved even in your rawest form, and it is okay to be raw. I know you feel like you have to be strong in order to be a man, but it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel, to feel outwardly, and to feel everything in in extremes. How lucky we are to feel, my son. How lucky we are to feel it is the most alive thing we are capable of besides breathing. And I know that you think that crying is weak. But, my son, nothing makes you stronger. Crying is a form of self-love, and loving yourself is a form of protest in a society that spends millions telling you what to change about yourself, that spends every ounce of itself telling you what you can and can't be. I promise you, there is nothing stronger and more brave than loving yourself. Cherish your relationships, my son. There are few things more necessary than people we can pour ourselves into. I hope to be one of those people for you one day. Pour yourself into someone, whether that be a girl or a guy or both or neither, and don't listen to your friends when they tell you that you're whipped. Pray that they'll be able to escape the prison that their masculinity has put them in, just like you have. Use your voice, my son. You are going to see things that create a fire in your belly, and it is okay to speak up, even if your friends and family don't agree. When your friend jokes about raping a girl at a party, don't be silent. You will run into this situation, I promise you, but I'll raise you to be a warrior, and there is no weapon more powerful than your voice. Every time you breathe... You will intake oxygen that will reignite this fire and don't try to put it out. Imagine where we would be if everybody put out the fire in their belly. You are enough, son. It's okay to need to be reminded of that. And you might need that reminder often. So tattoo it on your body. Write it on your walls. Once you know that, your boundaries for what you are capable of and what a man is will disappear. The only person setting them is you. Son. You are a man and you define what a man is. Don't let any deadbeat father or beer commercial or school bully define it for you. You are going to be born into a country where boys are three times more likely to commit suicide than girls. One in five girls are sexually assaulted. One in 12 transgender people are killed. Please, son, do not contribute to a statistic. Do not be a statistic. Change the definition of man and others will take suit your insecurities are not more important than their lives, son. Write poetry, play the piano, talk about your feelings with me and your friends, and if your friends don't listen, find some who will, just in case you needed a reminder. You are enough.
0: Thank you so much for that very powerful and moving poem, and what a powerful display of introspection on your part, thinking in advance about the messages that you want to give should you have a son. Amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you. That's nice of you to say. So, we had talked about toxic masculinity and you're feeling that as well. One of the other things that has come up recently, it's been there all along but we've been talking a lot about is body image. And we know that we have a president who has rated women, rated them by their, you know, their looks and said ridiculously um, hateful things about women's if looks. That they would look better on their knees. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, this is already a difficult time in a person's life and especially in a woman's life to be dealing with body image issues. Do you think that you might not be able to answer this question because you really don't have anything to compare it with, but do you feel like it's getting worse or changing or is it more on on the surface? Um, I would say it's changing because I know for a fact that body image
1: has like standards of beauty have changed over time because I've seen pictures and I've seen famous actresses and it's different and I've seen it in my own lifetime standards of beauty changing but I wouldn't say it's getting worse or better I would say it's evolving it's always been bad but just different people are getting shamed for different reasons what I really like about social media is that there's a lot of ways and it's a platform for women to support other women through movements like the body pausing movement and different types of movements that celebrate all different types of bodies. But I would definitely say it's pretty bad. Fat shaming is horrible. And it's so normalized in our society, shaming women, that people don't even think it's a problem.
0: Yeah. So what would you say to other men and women, especially women your age, who are not engaged in the political process, who feel like it doesn't impact them, you know, it, I don't vote, so it's it's not really my business, it, you know, I don't watch the news. What would you say to that person?
1: I would say that to not be engaged is like shooting yourself in the foot. Because as women, everything affects us. What the president says about women and how the president treat women affects us. It affects the way society views us. Different bills affect us. If we don't pay attention, the war on women, which already exists, is going to be pushed even further, and we're just going to be compliant in this, and we can't do that. We have to be paying attention to the different bills that are set, that hurt us, and that take away our rights, and that take away agency over our own body, and that give men the permission to abuse us and abuse who we are. Yes. I know that some people just aren't politically active. They don't have time, or they don't think it affects them but it always affects you. Everything, if you're a woman, you are political. Your body is politicized whether you like it or not. Before you even take your own breath, your body is politicized. It's like your own liberation and your own freedom. So that's why you have to be paying attention. And I would also say that even if you're not personally affected, you should be fighting for other women because I think it's an Angela Davis quote. Someone said something that's like, your freedom as a woman is bound in theirs. You can't be free unless all women are free. And it's the truth. And there's always going to be women that are targeted and it might not be you, but it will be you one day if you don't pay attention. Yeah. So definitely, if you think it doesn't affect you, it does.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that a lot of people of all ages don't realize how powerful their voice can be. You know, it's not just our involvement in our government You know, democracy is a verb, and our involvement in our government does not stop when you cast a ballot. If you can cast a ballot and if you're not old enough to vote, you can still very much be a process. And our elected officials listen to voices, even if you're not old enough to vote. They listen if you raise your voice loud enough and you organize Do you think that people your age get that? Are they interested in organizing? I think it depends on who you talk to. I would say that this generation is
1: because of social media and we're very politically active. For example, the Black Lives Matter movement is led by a generation of young people and there might be people a little older than me, but they're still young people and we're organizing and we're motivating each other it's true that a lot of young people don't know how to be involved in democracy because and how to be involved in, in the political system because we can't vote and that's such an easy way to, to show who you are. But young people who raise their voices and who stand up against political tyrants are so brave and it really means something when you're doing that. And I think it's worth it to raise your voice because honestly, someone like Donald Trump He doesn't care about us and he's not going to be expecting us to be sitting here and saying what we're saying against him. He thinks he can step all over us. He thinks he can step over all marginalized groups, young people, but we need to show him that we need to show everybody that we are paying attention and we care. And there's ways to do that. There's protests you can go to. Social media is a great way to galvanize and to motivate and to express yourself. You can organize clubs at your school, at your high school. Like my friends doing the diversity club, you can organize walkouts. So many high schools in my area organize walkouts after. Uh huh. So I just
0: think people don't understand how effective their voice is. Yes, I totally agree. Well, Danny, I thank you so much for joining me. I have to tell you, I hope that you continue this energy and bring it into your adult life and run for office and be a, a leader and get people to listen and to join. And I, I thank you for having the courage to be a voice in an age group that we consider not involved, yeah. um, but clearly you are. And for that, I thank you. And I think talking to you, I am given a little bit of hope that things will get better.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I would say that we, uh, our generation doesn't get enough credit, so it's nice when people like you give us a platform, because all we need is a platform. We just need people to care
0: about what we're saying, and that's all we need. So
1: thank you so much for
0: that. Yeah, no, great. Good for you. So thank you so much for joining Women Transcend. Thank you for having me. Really fun. At the end of each episode of Women Transcend, we usually highlight one exceptional person, and make her our woman in the spotlight. Instead of that, for this episode, we're going to ask Danny to share one more of her very powerful poems on body image.
1: Okay, so this poem is a letter to my mom, and it's just how I feel. It's like a plea to her to help me, as a woman, understand all the things that I've been told about my body. So here it goes. Mom. Can you buy me that Barbie with the pale skin and blonde hair and the belly button ring and the clothes that she wears and the eyeshadow that's paired with the cherry red lipstick because, contrary to what you say, I know these jeans don't fit. Mom, I'm not slim enough. I don't go to the gym enough. The boys don't even look at me. And evidently, everyone on TV has an hourglass body and I know that I'm young. And I shouldn't even care, but today all my classmates made fun of my hair and my boobs and my skin and my weight and my height. So day after day and night after night, I prop up that Barbie that you bought me last year. And I know that I'd be more attractive to my peers if I look like she did, because I know she gets boys. No Ken would go after a girl with no poise, Mom. I'm so insecure and I don't know what to do. How do I escape this prison built for me and you? Bars built through models shown topless on Cosmo magazine. They lower my self-worth, which lowers my self-esteem. And sometimes I'd wondered if I just didn't eat. If maybe then I would finally be lean and the girls and the boys wouldn't be so mean, then I think that's obscene and hate myself for having that thought. But mom, please help me because right now I'm lost. They called me a hoe because I sent a boy nudes, but for years... Everybody's called me a prude, and I wanted to rid myself of that connotation, but this name feels worse. I'm getting so damn impatient of the double standards and the boxes that they place girls in. See, a girl can only be sexy if she's Barbie thin, and she's gotta make sure that she shows a little skin, but it doesn't stop there. This is just the beginning, and this is leaving me confused, and my head is left spinning, and I'm sitting on a scale with my head in my knees, crying, because the number displayed isn't the number that they please, Mom, please. Help me. I don't know what to make of what they tell me. Cover my face, crop my clothes, but leave a little to the imagination. Cover my acne, slim my nose, but don't stop until I'm the perfect creation. A mindless object that we can use, and I won't stand up to my abuse because they'll just turn it around on you. Mom, why is it that you talk to my brother about the birds and the bees, but then tell me that I'm less if I get down on my knees? as if I don't already hear that from society. How can the same act add to his words and bring down hers? Ladies, please know that we're so much more than the boys' body, booty, double standards, and alert. They've got us confused on what actually matters, but you're telling her that her weight needs to stay low like her GPA. Well, Mom, throw away my Barbies, because me, my big thighs, and my powerful mind, they're all here to stay no matter what they say.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Women Transcend. You can do us a big favor and tell at least one other person about our podcast and how to find us. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can be sure you won't miss an episode. It will automatically show up in your podcast player. A big thanks to Danny Miller for speaking with me for today's very powerful episode. And to John Philbeck for doing all the fabulous sound artistry So we sound so good. Tweet us at Women Transcend or follow us on Facebook. We always enjoy hearing from you. That's all for this episode.